What's up, everybody? This is Ensema from We Don't Know Yet, a podcast where you learn something new every day. And on this episode, I'm really excited for all of you to listen to it, especially all of you that want to hack your productivity and figure out more ways where you can get more work done in a more productive fashion, faster, with less distractions. We have productivity coach Dennis Asamoa, and his Instagram is at Mr. Work Smarter. And on this episode, he gave us a lot of tools, a lot of different things that we could do on a daily basis that will allow us and will allow you to be able to have better focus. So without further ado, I'm really excited. I'm really happy for us to get into this episode with Dennis Asamoa. Enjoy. So today we have the awesome opportunity of sitting down with Dennis Asamoa also known as Mr. Work Smarter. So first and foremost, thank you for sitting down with us today. Thank you, sir. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be on this platform. Thank you. Outstanding. Before we get started, can you give everyone a taste about who you are and yeah. what you do? Okay, hopefully I'll be able to get this through this quick because I talk quite a lot. So the first <laughs> thing, um, so as you can tell from my accent, I'm from London, but um, my parents are from Ghana. I've lived in London all my life, but I've been in LA for the last two and a half years. Um, my background's in the corporate world, so worked in investment banking, worked for the likes of um, Morgan Stanley, um, BNY Mellon, Northern Trust, um, quite a few. And it was fun. I enjoyed my time, but I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, and during school time, I've always done things, like whether that's buy four cans of Pepsi and then sell it for more money. In, in school yeah, so yeah. I've always been very entrepreneurial in that sense and one of the biggest achievements for me especially during university was starting a organization where we organized networking events for graduates and it was all about connecting young people with senior directors in all these big corporate firms the big fours and it was really it was really successful we worked with the likes of KPMG Deloitte um, and quite a few other corporate firms and it was fun and as I said, then I made, then I've done a few other ventures, lost money, uh, made money, as you know, um, traded. It's been fun investing in a property at a very early age as well, which I'm now renting now that I've moved to LA. So it's been a fun process. And now, how did I get to LA? I guess it was kind of a coincidence because during a time when I was um, in the investment banking world, I decided I want to quit um, the banking world and pursue my entrepreneurial activities full-time and during that time I met a lovely lady in LA and we got closer and I was never a big fan of this long distance relationship <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely worse um, and I was like I'll never do that rubbish you know when you say oh yeah I'll never do this uh, <laughs> and then it got to a stage where we just got closer and closer and I was like you know what I'm leaving obviously the corporate world to um I'm getting close to this person. I would love to know this is real and, you know, and see, because obviously you, you would never know if this is meant to be when you're doing it long distance. You're not really going to get to know the person, uh, how they read and their bad habits, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So um, I was like, you know what, let me make that jump. And also I had family in LA as well, which did help. And I was like, you know what, let me make that jump, try and see how I can do with my businesses in LA, but also get to um, know this lovely person who is now my girlfriend. So it's awesome. all worked. It's all worked out well in the end. So um, yeah, I, I, it's it's been crazy since coming out. Y'all, I moved from the corporate world to the creative world. I now edit. Now I do editing. I'm a photographer. Um, I vlog, but also have my own clothing line, which is all about um, empowering people to work smarter by having positive messages on the t-shirts. But it's um, it combines with um, street streetwear clothing, so cool clothes that you can wear on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And also, on top of that, I still do my productivity coaching, which yes. I love doing, which is all about helping people to work smarter, it's teach people to use their time more effectively, and sharing a number of tools that will help them to achieve their goals. Okay, so like you're like you're based in LA now, like you just yes, that's correct. Okay, actually, yeah. And the productivity coaching—that's. Because what you mentioned, I'm guessing you you have your, I guess you have your finger in a lot of different yeah. things as far as entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Cool. Well, I'm curious then, in terms of the productivity coaching, since that's that's what you do now, that's what you're very very good at. When did you figure out that like this is something that you can help a lot of people with? That you're very effective at that. Okay. 
I, I actually figured it out when I was at university. So I discovered I had something called dyslexia. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Dyslexia? Yeah, dyslexia, dyslexia. Dyslexia. Someone has dyslexic yeah. um, has dyslexia, I should say. Um, I discovered that at university. I actually always knew that, like, because I, I was always struggling in my class. I don't, know how, yeah. I don't know how I passed and got a two one in university. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will never say um, when it comes to um, studying, I wouldn't say something that came easy to me. And but during that time, so I didn't do great in. So I don't know what it's different in like colleges, school. So in school, when I was around sixteen, I wasn't really great when it when it came to studying. But when I when at university, I was like I made a I made a pact with myself to you know what I mean work harder than my peers because I realized listen in order for me to do well I'm just gonna have to work harder but mm-hmm. also yeah. work smarter to um, achieve um, the goals quicker so I actually start started to um, study and look for tools and strategies so it became a goal of mine just to look for apps and tools out there that could help me to for example um, uh, manage my notes um, manage my um, organize my workload like how can I organize my workload how do I manage a project effectively and I literally create my own um, notepad so I create my own project planner I create my own to-do list pad and it was fun and and then when I was doing that people would see me use it and I'm like where did you get down like I made it myself and just from doing that people were asking me um, oh I want these products so it just became natural and I was like hey this is ultimately helping people to work smarter and that's how I came up with the name Mr. Work Smart because I'm like, hey, yeah. finding ways to work smart because in order for me to keep on my peers because I've got dyslexia, which is a learning difficulty, to so just give someone, give you a lot of background for those of you that don't know what dyslexia is, it's basically a learning difficulty, whether that's with um, processing information slowly, mm-hmm. um, spelling, pronunciation, you probably gathered already when I pronounce certain words, um, is, is a combination of different things. But for me, a lot of people used to um, look at it negatively and I yeah. want to twist that um, thought process. And for me, I took that and ran with it and was pr- not, and, and I guess was trying to make, just basically proud that, listen, this is what I've got and I'm going to use my differences to make a difference and had a positive spin on it rather than people thinking oh, there's a disability or you can't, or people saying, oh, you can't do something because you've got dyslexia and I wanted to prove other people wrong. And that's, that was a really a massive goal of mine and I actually done a lot of public speaking talks um, to young people that had this lecture because I really wanted to give back to the community and for those that also had this lecture. So it's, it, that was really, really important to me. And I guess that's what triggered this whole productivity journey, which is all about, hey, okay, how can I work smarter? How can I complete my project, um, project quicker than my peers? How can I um, tick off my to-do list effectively? Um, how can I break down big projects? It, it, as you know, it's, it can go at a wider yeah. Yeah. So that's it basically. Yeah. Mm. So you touched on a few key points and you talk about uh, launching these businesses and how this had a huge impact on, like you said, folks who um, may also be dyslexic and know that there's other opportunities for them to get to the next stage. Yeah. So does, so when you get out of bed in the morning, does, you know, obviously you're excited about helping others, but then the, the promise of starting this business and seeing now that it's a viable business, yeah. like that also excites you to get out of the bed every morning. Yeah, for sure. Like I enjoy waking up in the, waking up in the morning. And, and the reason why a lot of people don't enjoy waking up in the morning is because they don't actually, they're not proactive. They're very reactive. People that wake up and they're like, okay, here we go again. It's because they haven't, more importantly, they may not even actually have a goal. Like in, mo- in most cases, those are people that are reactive and you know, just take each minute as it comes. They typically just, you know what I mean? When something happens, they just react based on that. Whereas people that are most happy, which I've noticed from doing research, are people that plan in advance. Um, they, they schedule their day. They have a routine in place. So they wake up and they know exactly what to do. They don't wake up grumpy thinking, here we go again. And know exactly what their goals are for the day. And that's something I strive to do every morning and every day. Mm. So many people suck at time management. Um, yeah. No, and, why, and, and, <laughs> why is that though? Um, it's a combination. There's so many factors. And I think I, I, I alluded to some already. One, planning being a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we don't plan, then you kind of don't know what you're doing. You wake up and you're like, okay, what do I do? 
So that's a real key factor. Um, mm. A reason why they're not organized. Organization plays a key role when it comes to time management. If you're not organized, um, you don't have things in place, you're running around, you're losing things, you're late to meetings, you're, um, you don't know what tasks are important. So that another, that's another factor when it comes to bad time management. And they're not aware. Self-awareness is a big, big problem. Self-awareness. Being aware of the time and, and what they're going to do with their time. So as I said, routines. Routines are so important. And people make it, so people turn it, a lot of successful people turn into rituals. So this is like saying, okay, every morning, do I meditate? Do I go for a run? Um, do I read a book? And people have morning rituals and it's so important to have something in place because I always say the morning is the most important time of the day because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. If yeah. you have a bad morning most of the time and if you take yourself back to your previous experiences, ask yourself when you have a bad morning and you wake up sluggish, typically you, the rest of the day is like that. Mm. Um, whereas if you wake up in the morning in the right um, mood, um, you start the day working on the most important thing and you actually get things accomplished. You feel great about the day. And in most cases, I actually enjoy the rest of my day because I'm like, hey, I've got my work done and I feel great about myself. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the days that, let's say, like you weren't able to get a high priority thing done in the morning, yeah. do you feel disillusioned? Do you feel disgruntled with the rest of the day or you just spend the rest of the day trying to get that one task accomplished? So, in, yeah, it depends. Yeah, so for, for me, when, I, when there's a task that I know I should have done in the morning and I haven't, I do, I feel disappointed. I, I actually, I, I, I cuss myself in, so I'm like, what am I doing? On, and it's hard for me to get back on track. I do struggle, I, I must say, because I actually have a routine. If I don't live by that routine, it's, it's, it's a bit weird to me, and, it's, and, and it, it does have an impact on my, uh, on my day, my, my input, I mean, my output, sorry. And then secondly, my quality of work. To be honest, in most cases, I'm like, okay, my day's written off. And it's that crazy. I'm like, they are. I actually end up focusing on the less important tasks. So I may get things done. But what, what seems to happen for a lot of people and the people that I'm speaking to is that when you start your day in the wrong tempo, um, what happens is that you just end up doing unnecessary work. You think you're being productive, but you're not. You're just doing work for the sake of doing it. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah, just being busy. You're just, yeah, you're just being busy for the sake of being busy and it's not really valuable work. And at the end of the day, you ask yourself, what have I really accomplished? Yeah, mm -hmm. I've checked a few emails. Yes, um, I was, I've made a few phone calls. But when you talk about real substantial work, that's going to add real value to your most important task. You mm -hmm. can't really say you've done that. Mm -hmm. Back in your investment banking days, because with what you're doing now, it seems that you have a, a much stronger purpose for why you're doing what you're doing. Did you feel that same way when you're in the investment banking like field? Did you feel that you had a purpose or was it work? Yeah, it was just work, if I'm honest. Yeah, so I definitely just, I, it's not like I didn't enjoy it because I had a good time during my investment banking time. Yeah. But it was more, I knew I was doing it. I knew I had a bigger goals and I knew it was temporary. So I was doing it. And me personally, I think if you're working and someone's paying you, your job is to perform. Like it's mm. not about, because you have other aspirations outside of work it doesn't mean you don't perform. The key is to make sure that you get your job done, but of course, work on your side hustle. And that's one of the things I did. I was practically working two jobs because, hey, nine, I mean, eight till six, I was doing my, 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 my prime work. But during lunch breaks or after work, I would work till late in the evening to work on my side hustle. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we as young people, especially when you're young and you've got time and you haven't got a lot of responsibilities, you should use the time that you have to work on a craft because you just never know what you're good at. And unless you try different things, um, it's hard to determine what you're meant to be, what you're meant to do and what your contribution to the world will be. So for me, um, I, I knew investment banking wasn't going to be my end goal, but yeah. I knew it was contributing to my skill set, my knowledge and things that I've learned in the investment banking days I can actually apply today in what I do in life. So it's all worked out well in the end. Okay. Okay. Um, let me ask one question there because you've really touched on just my life right now yeah. so going doing my nine to six yeah you know and you're doing all the side hustles you have a lot of different things you're doing after work yeah it's tiring it's exhausting yeah. over some time so you described um like you said having a project planner or having a journal having different ways that you're um managing your schedule and your time uh what maybe are some maybe apps or different tools outside of that that you felt can help you to manage your time a little better for someone in that 
space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of the biggest game changers for me, those two things, one being the free, your free MIT, which stands for your free most important task. Mm. So before I go to bed every night, as a night, nightly, night ritual, I say to myself, what are three of my most important tasks? What tasks are going to contribute to my goals? Because ultimately, you've got to have goals. Because you won't know what your most important task is if you don't know what your goals are. So that's the first thing. We don't have, um, before you determine what your most important, you've got to ask yourself, what is your most important goal? And obviously, if you're working in the corporate world, it's a bit different because it's about, okay, your targets and your company goals, you have to put that into, you have to put that as a factor as well. But if you are an entrepreneur, then you, you've got to have your own personal business goals or personal goals and then make sure that your three most important tasks is in relation to that. So that's the first thing that made a difference because subconsciously, when you're sleeping, you're already thinking of solutions to the tasks that you've written. It's such a, it's so crazy when you think about it. Like when I realized that and it was working, I was like, wow, it's powerful. Just mm-hmm. a little as writing and write it down on paper. I'm a big believer in writing things down. I yeah. obviously, I do write things on my, um, my, my notes on my iPhone, but that's when I'm on the go. But if I'm at home, I always write things down because mm. there's so much power in writing things down and ticking off. It's just that great. Have you ever, you know that self-fulfillment of just ticking something or crossing yeah. something? Yeah. You've done it. Like, honestly, it's a better so feeling. And people take it for granted. And I love ticking off. I just feel good. And it's like, imagine you have five things in your list. You tick off the first one. You're like, let's go. It's like a game. I always, <laughs> I always say to yourself, if you, when, you, when you're trying to do something, if you make it fun and enjoyable, you're more likely to get it done. So... Yeah. Make it, make it fun with any task that you're trying to do. And then, so I talked about the three most important tasks. That's the first thing. The next thing that was the biggest game changer for me was the Pomodoro technique. Have you guys heard of that? The Pomodoro yeah. technique? I um, haven't. Okay. So basically, it's when you use a time, which is the, I think that's the most, people work in Pomodoro techniques, but may use their phone. I think having a timer, like a, a timer in front of you. I wish I could, I can go to my room and show you the, the I've actually got a specific Pomodoro toys. I'm actually going to make my own ones eventually in the future because it's sick. Um, yeah, I want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so basically what it does is that um, you work in, um, um, in intervals. So typically it was um, set at 25 minutes. You work at 25 minute intervals where you're hyper-focused on a task and it's followed by a five minute break and you go again. And the key is to get as many Pomodoros as you can so okay. the reason why it's powerful is because just remember as human beings we have um, short attention spans and a key thing with this strategy is that the goal is that firstly have a clear and clean environment and make sure there's no distractions around you and then secondly have a timer in front of you decide what the tasks are and work on it and once you're done you take it off you're like okay cool and in some cases um, big tasks are going to require maybe five or ten pomodoros but it doesn't, it doesn't say, oh, you have to finish every task in 30 minutes or 25 minutes. And another thing to, um, um, to mention is that even though the Pomodoro was set at 25 minutes with a five-minute break, some people can work at 30 minutes. I actually do 30 minutes rather than 25 minutes followed by a five-minute break. Some people can do an hour. I would not go any further than an hour. I think it's important to get up, stretch, let your blood flow. Um, so for anyone that can work out, great, but don't do any longer than that, um, I would suggest. But the Pomodoro technique was so powerful. One, because I made it into a game. My goal was to always get a minimum of 10 Pomodoros a day. Because right. I mean, that meant I knew I was working at hyper-focus. You'd be surprised. I'm very passionate about this part because you'd be surprised that if you was to ask like, people in the corporate world, and statistics have proved this, that people are not really focused. All the distractions they get, yeah. all the meetings, walking up and down, they probably get one hour of real work done. Mm. that's crazy so can you just imagine being able to do um for example um 10 pomodoros that's crazy because yeah. one pomodoro is basically an hour i mean so two pomodoros is basically an hour right so can you imagine doing 10 that's five so i'm trying to say that's five hours of hyper focus you if you can get that i can promise you you are doing better than the, than the average person in the world because mm-hmm. typically people are doing two hours of one to two hours of hyper focus work each day, mm-hmm. and that's staggering. And if you can train yourself to aim to get five a day, honestly, you're going to be leading the pack and doing really well when it comes to your productivity output. Totally agree with that. I find that like uh, I think I do make the mistake of like I'll I'll go to this website called e.ggtimer because okay. I can 
Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'll put down like an hour and 30 minutes or maybe like two hours. And I'll, I'll usually be able to actually get through and work. But after I'm like so exhausted, I want to take a break, but that break ends up being so much longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another long time. I, <laughs> I need to shorten those periods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, do, I do struggle. I, I must say, I kind of do cheat when it comes to breaks. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. And the key thing they try and, they, and I try and encourage people, and sometimes I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not perfect and I and I'm definitely struggle is that, for example, you might have a five-minute break and you'd be like, okay, let me go on my WhatsApp. Let me go on my phone to check my messages. The yeah. problem is that you've seen all these messages now and you're going through them and it's like, hey, you want to get through this. Your mind's telling you that you've got messages to reply to. And the reason why it's important not to get distracted or see things like that is because even when you're working, you're thinking, okay, I need to reply back to this person now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, because you haven't dealt with that it's in your back of your head and you may not think it but it's going to be in the back of your head and it's okay, this person. so the best thing to do is to of when you're having your breaks that's why they encourage when you're having your breaks go for a walk and go and stretch and get some water go and get a coffee wherever you need but do not go on things that can potentially turn into black like Instagram if I start swiping yeah. for five minutes but long, like 20 minutes later I'm like oh wait I have, I'm, I'm still swiping <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah Exactly. So I want to put a quick plug um, for those who've listened to episode eight uh, of season one, where yeah. we discussed deep work. Um, I don't know if you've read that book, Dennis. No, but I haven't. No. no. Awesome book uh, talking about um, a distraction-free environment and how are we making sure that we're increasing our productivity and our efficiency uh, by Kyle Newport. But in SEMA, I think this goes back to the rhythmic approach, right? As far as like you said, instead of, I know I'm saying this wrong, but the Promodori, but having like these set um, fragments of time and having these little breaks, but then you're not forcing yourself to do three hours, but you're doing these small buckets of time of deliberate work. Mm-hmm. That's actually deliberate work. Deliberate. Yeah. So yeah, I, love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, let me ask this. You've been, you talked about morning routines and obviously everybody has a different routine, but I'm more so curious about yours specifically. Like when you get up in the morning and you're going through your day, can you just walk us through what your day yeah. looks like? So the first thing I do is jump out of bed. I don't even brush my teeth. It's so bad. You've been grimy. My missus is like, your breath smells. I'm like, I oh, know, I haven't brushed my teeth yet. Because my missus is a night owl and I'm a, I'm a morning person. Mm. So I typically get up around 7, I would say. I can't do the 5. People that do 5 a.m. and stuff, I'm like, oh. So I'm a 7 a.m. around the 7 a.m. mark. I get up and I kid you not, I have a goal. I actually have a challenge and I and I always challenge people to do this. The first two hours, do not go on your phone. Do mm. not go. You get straight up. Because as I said, remember the first thing, the key thing is to write your three most important tasks and your list of other tasks you need to do the next day. So mm-hmm. I already wake up knowing what I'm doing. So I jump up knowing I need to get this done. I don't get up thinking, and this is the problem, and this is the reason why I encourage people to always write their tasks in the night before, because you wake up and you start sitting there, you're thinking, um, what am I supposed to do? Uh, that's wasting time, one. And yeah. two, that can lead to distractions. So for me, I have to go to bed knowing exactly what I have to do the next day. And I know I'm not going to go on my emails. I know yeah. that I'm not going to go on my, my WhatsApp messages. I'm going to do real work, real work, real mm-hmm. work. And that is the key. So today, first two hours done real work got my stuff done and i and obviously i knew um um i had my st- um, i had a staff coming in today so i had to make sure i was done before they came so the key is to um for me my routine is one get straight off of bed don't go on my phone get real work done and after the two hours then i have my break and, then, and i kind of cheat because rather than doing the pomodoro my my first two hours is literally trying to do two hours but in between i get up the the hours the part where i said it in the hour that hour is when I actually go up, maybe get some breakfast, yeah. coffee, and then get back again. But the first two hours, literally pure focus work. And after I do that, I feel so good. And kind of the, the rest of the days is so much more chilled and more importantly, still productive because I'm, I'm, I'm in that feel good factor. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and then in most times, so I actually go gym. I'm one of the people that go gym in the evening. There's a reason for that. I use it to recharge. And it's crazy, and I don't, I don't know scientifically how it works because I haven't looked into it, but it's crazy. And you can put your gym um, fanatic, so you can tell me. But, Dopamine. Um, <laughs> I, I, I go gym in the evening because I know by around 5, 6, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. 
But me going gym, it gives me another energy boost, my energies, and I'm ready to go, and I can work till 12, 1. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just because I've gone to that gym, I've gone to the gym, and it's giving me a new energy boost. Um, so for me it works for me um some people like going in the morning that's fair like as i said everyone's different you have to know your your body and you've got to know what works you got to know when it's best to work and that's even when it comes to when's your best time to work some people like waking up at five and it works for them there's no Mm -hmm. right time a lot of people say oh oh if you wake up at five o'clock like yeah cool but it's all about the output if you wake up at five how much how productive are you or if someone wakes up eight how productive it doesn't matter what time they wake up is how productive they are during the time they are up so that's the key and i know everyone talks about yeah great wake up at five but as long as you're productive that's the that's the key and another thing to allude to i wanted to speak about something which is very important recharging i I think i don't know recharging is so important um and i'll touch on that because i wanted to answer your question but ultimately that's what i do wake up in the morning first two hours that's the goal have breakfast um stretch along the way and just keep doing the Pomodoro's. My goal is to get 10 a day. Mm-hmm. Once I've done that, honestly, it's a bonus if I do any more work. It's a okay. bonus. Yeah. Just quick, just quick. Uh, go ahead. I'm just curious, how much, do you get on average, like how much sleep do you get? Oh yeah. Of, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I used to be that guy. That used to be the guy. Oh, I'm not sleeping. Because it sounds, <laughs> it sounds cool. It oh, only says, oh yeah. I only slept five hours. I'm working. It sounds cool. What does that mean? I had to get out of that mind frame. It was so bad. <laughs> and the reason why I changed it is because I got hit with shingles. And I don't know if you can see that. I still got the little after effects. My right eye is a bit smaller than my left. So I got hit with shingles in my right eye. And it was bad due to my bad immune system, lack of sleep. And, it's, and it taught me a lesson. It was like, I need to I mean, treasure my sleep. Sleep is very important, guys. And, it's, and you need to make sure you don't take it for granted. Too many people, um, I mean, not having enough sleep, like five hours, six hours. And now I strive minimum seven. I aim for eight. So typically I get my, my, my seven to eight hours. And that's what I, I strive for nowadays because before it was five on average. Before mm. This is only a few months ago. I only started changing this habit, bad habit of mine. Uh, awesome. Yeah, because it's really bad and I would definitely encourage it everyone to sleep uh, and you remember that 57 50 cents saying um sleep is for broke people but that's bullshit sorry if i don't know if i'm allowed to swear but that's yeah, fine it's it's bollocks um because if you think about it if you're slim um, if you like you need sleep to get energy you need sleep you can't be up all day it will impact your quality of work um it will um it will also um it will make you you'll you be on well as i said look i got hit so one, it's not good for your health. Two, quality of work will be impacted. And it's just causing stress, unnecessary stress to yourself. And that's why it's important to combine it with naps. And that's the next part. Naps, naps are so important. But I don't want to, I, I feel like I'm talking too much. No, so no, go I, ahead. I, I'm very curious. Go ahead. You, you had something. Yeah, naps, naps is the key. That's the, what you should really be doing, naps. And, that's, and to be fair, if you're having naps, you can get away the seven hours, even six hours if you're doing naps. If you're getting um, naps in, involved, naps are so few. I don't know if you don't nap, but I now encourage and push myself to have afternoon naps. It's the best feeling ever. Um, because if you're waking up, for example, imagine you wake up at six mm. and around, you've done so much work, you're very productive. Around two, you know, you're going to get a bit tired because you've been up for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. So um, at two, you might just want to have a 30 minutes to an hour nap. And when you wake up, you just feel so recharged. But the key is to not overdo the nap because there has been times yeah. I've napped for like maybe two hours and it messes up the rest of the day. <laughs> it messes up the rest of the day. And then I end up going to bed at a crazy time. The key is to not mess up your rhythm. That's the goal. It's right. to say, okay, because you don't want to be waking up at six one day, then waking up at nine one day, then waking up at 12 one day. Yeah. It messes up your body, your, your brain's messed up and it's hard to really focus and be efficient. So the goal is to get a rhythm in place where you're consistent in terms of the hours you sleep and when you sleep and when you add naps. And honestly, it will change your life. Many people don't do that. And I think a lot of times, myself included, we kind of separate our sleep during the weekdays and the weekends. But like you're saying, you have to be consistent. If you're going to sleep at 11 on a weekday, you can't be at the club till two (laughs) on Saturday, right? You got to keep it consistent. You got to keep it consistent. I have one question about quickly about sleep. Do you yeah. have, cause you know how a lot of people talk about like a pre-bed ritual. Do you have something like that? Or are you just like, I'm going to sleep? Uh, no. So 
I, I, can't, I guess me having a TV on is my pre-beverage. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, people still don't have it, but I don't know. Because I don't watch TV. It's like, I, it's crazy. Like, I have to have the TV on at night. Um, just so I can say, I'm, I try and, because I, I try and catch up with shows. My friends are always watching shows and telling me, and I'm like, oh, I'm missing out shows. Even though I don't care for it, I'm like, okay, let me try and watch it. But the problem is that by the time I pull it on, I'm already knocking out in 20, 30 mm. minutes. So mm. I'm always have to re- rewind and rewind, and I'm pulling this, and I have to rewind again and rewind. But yeah, it's, but, but it's my, re- I guess it's my night because I'm doing it all the time. It's become a habit where I have okay. TV on, and then I wake up feeling I'm like, oh, it's still on, and turn it off now. <laughs> yeah. So some may say, some may yeah. say, if Drake was listening to right now, he'd be like, I don't take naps. You know, yeah. the money are way too attached, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, how do you, what would you say to those people who talk about reconciling hard work and deadlines with this necessary recharge that we need for our bodies? Because a lot of people would say, um, you can't, if, if you're working so hard, um, you can't, uh, you can't exchange your health for your wealth, right? So there comes to a point where you're going to make so much money, but you're not going to have the health needed to be able to actually expense it. So what would you say to those individuals when it talks about hard work and recharging our bodies? But when you say, what am I saying? What are the individuals saying? Are you saying they don't believe in recharging? Just to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. So the folks who say like, nah, that's bogus. I'd rather just sleep three, four hours a day. and That's all I need. Um, I yeah, that's bollocks. Sorry, I I keep using my English. (laughs) What I mean is rubbish. Um, and the reason why I say that is because instant research and and real tests have proven that where people have allowed someone to sleep for three or four hours against someone that slept for eight hours and you and you you give them a task to do, mm-hmm. they, they always come up on top. You can mm-hmm. do your Googles. And more importantly, I've been on both sides of the spectrum and I can tell you hundred percent sure that it is important to get your sufficient sleep. And you need to have a healthy diet as well to combine it with it. Because ultimately, how do you, always ask someone this question, how do you get stuff done? You need energy, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get energy? It's a combination of factors, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not, it's like a formula, it's like a, it's like a um, calculation. You're not at putting the right numbers and combinations together. You're not going to get the results that you want. So it's mm-hmm. exactly the same thing. And too many people are quick to um, just like say, oh yeah, I'm all right. And it's like, it's frustrating because it's like, it's, I guess it's like, it's, it's just this mentality of, hey, I'm all right. And I, I, it's just worked for me. So nothing else matters. Whereas, hey, try something else. Like see the results, check. And the key thing is, and that's the problem, a lot of people don't measure. And that's where the, that's why they had these, these very vague statements. They don't measure. They say something and then actually measure. So, okay, you're making this statement. Okay, well, why don't you try another routine and then measure the output, wherever that metrics may be. So, yeah. see, okay, how do I feel? Um, how long can I focus for? Because who knows? Just that one change can increase your attention span. Just that one change can allow you to focus for a longer period of time. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, it's yeah. about trying different things and, and, and then seeing the impact it has to your performance. And, into, and only when you do that can you make that, that statement. But too many people are just making vague statements without doing any, any real um, testing. That's, that's, so that's my problem with them statements, vague statements. Okay. And to clarify, because you and Nassim, I feel like, are in a really special boat in that you guys have your own businesses and you guys can kind of run in autonomy and flexibility. Yeah. How often are you working? Because you talked about these uh, Promodores. How yeah. often are you working solo and how often are you having to collaborate with others? Um, so I'm typically collaborating with others when I'm not in LA. I guess when I'm traveling, that's when I'm collaborating. I'm delegating, I'm outsourcing stuff, making sure stuff can, is still operating, things are still ticking whilst I'm traveling or having fun. Um, but when I'm in LA, I'm typically in my office environment. That's my space. That's my productivity space. My whiteboard's there. I'm ready to go. So I'm very productive in that sense. I guess for me, I guess my biggest problem has been a different environment, if I'm being totally honest. Like, mm. I, I sh- not struggle, but I, I, I get less Pomodoro's done. Mm. <laughs> is, your office, is your office in your home? Or yeah, in- it's in a home. Okay. Um, but I also have a WeWork. I like to also have a co-worker yeah. space 
available. You want to be in a different environment. You want to meet people as well, which I think is very important. Nice. Um, but That's what we work. Yeah. But I don't know if I've answered your question. Please let me know if I haven't. I don't No, you did. Yeah, you okay. definitely did. Okay, cool. So you do a lot more collaboration when you're traveling. Yeah, too. yeah. And, and I use a lot of tools like Slack. Have you heard of Slack? So yeah. communication. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a lot of projects going on at the moment. So I communicate mainly on Slack with my different um, uh, members from different teams that are working on different projects for me at the moment. Also, what else? I use um, Calendly to schedule meetings. That's another cool mm. tool. Um, yeah, what's it called? Calendly, spelled C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Yeah. The reason why I like that is it allows you to pre-schedule um, your availability. And all you do is send a link to anyone and you say, hey, pick a time based on my availability rather than the back and forth emails. Oh, when are you free? Hey, this yeah. is my availability. I'm already being proactive. Now you're going to have to react. <laughs> so just, yeah. I definitely need so, to actually use like that. that. Is yeah. it, would you say it's better than Doodle? So Doodle is very different. So the difference between Doodle and Calendly, Doodle is more for group uh, meetings. So Doodle is like, for example, you've got colleagues and you want to have a, a night out with all your colleagues to celebrate uh, the end of the year. So you yeah. send Doodle to all your team members. So there's five of them and you want to find out everyone's availability. Then what it does is picks um, the most common date that was selected for everyone. But the first thing you would do as the doodle person, sounds so funny, doodle. <laughs> yeah. What you would do as the doodle creator, you would initially put, pick pre-selected dates. So you can say, guys, based on next week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8 to 9 or 10 to 11, which times and days work for everyone. Based on what everyone picks, it's going to do a poll and pick the best date, and then everyone will go based on the, gotcha. the most common. So that's what Doodle does. Canon is more individual, one-to-one. -one. Okay. Okay. Even, uh, even to add to that, there's another cool tool for you guys, especially as a, a fitness coach, and if you, especially if you have one-to-one -one clients, there's something called, called Aquity. I can never pronounce it properly, but I'll spell it for you. It's called A, it's A, C, Q for Queen, U, I, T, Y. And basically, what I love about this is that it allows people to pre-book and pay for your sessions in advance. Oh, sweet. And schedule time. So it does the scheduling for the calendar, but mm -hmm. also it, it requests payment from the, from the individual, the client, rather than you have to chase, because who hates chasing people for money? Everyone. So That's you can cool. avoid that by using this platform called Equity. Unfortunately, I think you have to pay for that. Um, yeah, that's the only annoying thing you have to pay for that. So, but it's worthwhile if you've got a lot of clients when it comes to one-to-one -one coaching. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Cool. So when you're dealing with all these people and you're on the move, um, you're dealing with uh, natural beings, right? And so yeah. there's a lot of things you can't control. Yeah. Right. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling uh, unfocused, or maybe you've lost your focus. Yeah. What do you do at those points? What are some coping strategies you have? Okay, that's a good, very good question. So when I've lost focus, one of the things I do is go for a swim. It is one of the best feelings ever. Like, it clears my mind because ultimately, if your mind's in the wrong place, and you have to remember, we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm. So you have so many thoughts a day. If your mind is clouded, you're thinking of, you may have had an argument with your partner or you, you fell out of your, falling out of your friend. It messes up your mind. It's hard to focus. Some people can. I don't know how people do that. I struggle. If something's bothering me, I can't focus on work. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do is one, deal with the matter straight away. So whether it's my fault, I apologize for it, or at least talk about it. Because there's not, there's no, there's, there's nothing worse. Something in your mind and in your head, and it's bothering you. You haven't dealt with it. So the goal for me is to deal with the matter as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. That can be free. Whether it's whether we'll be like, hey, we're not going to talk again, cool. At least we dealt with it rather than it being in my head. Oh, or whether you're, you know, when people pre guess if someone's not talking to them or someone's done so. And, it, and, it, and when you speak to them, it's like, it's not, being, it's not even a big deal. And that's what's so crazy. Right, right. Make pre judgments on why, where it'll be like, oh, why is this person not responding to me? Oh, why is this person doing this? It's like, hey, just ask the question. That's all it takes. And it's mm -hmm. funny when you actually talk about it and you're like, wow, it was not even a big deal. I made such a big fuss out of it and it really impacted my day. So for me, I deal with it as soon as possible. Two, when I have an argument, this is a strategy that I use if I have an argument, whether it's my partner or anyone in, in life, I just go for a swim because it clears my mind. It makes me fresh because sometimes you don't want to deal with the matter at hand there and then because you might be heated. So for me, um, I just like to clear my mind come, and, then, and then be more open to a discussion after. 
So that helps a lot for me and it allows, allows me to focus. Three, I change my environment. If, for example, I'm in my room and something's bothered me, I just get out from my desk and go somewhere else, try and work somewhere else. Because let's just say you had an argument with your partner and you're both in the house and you're clearly not talking to each other. What's the, I, I can't function, so I would have to go somewhere else to try and get my work done, just, just to keep my mind for a few hours. So that works for me as well. Um, those are the three main things. Oh, and, and listening to positive music. Oh, you know, you know that you have that positive music, like, yeah, I don't know, like you have that song and you could be going through something so bad and you listen to that song, you're like, yeah. I would like <laughs> listen to Tupac changes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So something positive, but like that worked for me, like just listening to positive music, positive music, music that means something to me. Um, it really gets me in a good place and reminds me to uh, not take things for granted. And, and, to don't, and, and just typically daily gratitude is very important, just in all forms of life. Just have it, just waking up every day and asking yourself, okay, what am I grateful for? Write it down. It makes you feel better throughout the day. And it makes you not, uh, it makes you appreciate the little things that you have. Or when yeah. something goes wrong, you're like, oh, why am I making a big deal out of this? Someone yeah. out there in this world is in a worse situation than me. So uh-huh. daily gratitude is very important. Yeah. Perfect. Along, along with that, because obviously we're talking about recharging, but how often, because you, you mentioned, you know, you don't use your phone in the morning, right? Yeah. Are there other times where you just try to just get yourself away from like using your phone or emails or work and just getting away from all that in general? Do you do that daily? Do you do that on the weekend? How often do you unplug from everything? Okay, so I make it a rule when I'm going to dinner, when I'm sitting down on the table, with people, no phones. Mm-hmm. Um, because, hey, like, <laughs> our phones most of the day. So, hey. Why go and meet someone and then being in front is so it's firstly disrespectful. Yeah. Two, um, clearly um, don't value the value time. And remember, these people you may not see them tomorrow. Nothing's guaranteed in life. So for me, when you're around people, and you know, in, it's like enjoy the moment. Not every day get your phone out. Listen, I I Snapchat, I go on Instagram, I do all that stuff. But right. um, for most parts, I actually want to enjoy it. It's not listen. I I tell you, the only reason why I actually share things is because. I, I do it to inspire one and two, mm-hmm. I want people to feel like they're part of it. I don't do it to show off. There's a difference. There's a way, there's a way you do things. Like some people's Instagram, oh, look at me, I've got this, I've got that. Cool, what does that mean? And I feel like it's important if you're gonna share something, um, like do it in a way that it can empower someone or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or inspire someone, okay, guys, think of this is amazing. Um, it's hard to get the balance right um, and you don't want people to envy you and that's why, for me, I just Instagram a lot but now I've cut it down a bit because, you know, some people can get the wrong end of the stick like, oh, yeah, I'm showing this, I'm doing that but as I said, the real people know, you know what I mean, but at the same time, you just don't know and for me, I don't want anyone to ever look at me and be like, oh, oh well, look at him, I, I just don't ever want, I want everyone to get there eventually so for yeah. me, I, I, don't, I don't want anyone to ever feel like that and it's frustrating because that's what social media does and as you know, and I can, we can have a whole debate on social media. Yeah. The life and the, like the, how you can fake a life, how you can put an image oh, out there, yeah. which is not true. And it's sad. People are seeing things and thinking, oh my God, I want to be, but really they're going through stuff. I, listen, I could, I could post something tomorrow and I could make it look like whatever I want. I, 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 listen, even I told you now, the private jets that you may see images with, I don't pay a penny. Mm. I'm not going to say this is my plane. And that's one thing I always play, make it. <laughs> but people will be like, hey, going on my plane. Or people like, they don't, it's like they, they make it that they're putting it out there when really maybe someone's let them borrow the plane. And I think it is important that we give people the reality and the truth and educate young people because you young people are so gullible. And nowadays they don't even want to work for success. They want instant success. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. So for me, I feel like, it's our duty and our responsibility to keep it real. And when you have good times, show it. But also when you have difficulties, show that as well and show them that, listen, it's not always going to be a smooth process um, along the path. So that's something I strive to do. And I hope, and if I don't, I would love people to tell me to do more because I think it's very important. But you can check, you can look, look at my pages. And this is why I've got a combination of my time management stuff and also my lifestyle stuff because if all I cared about was the lifestyle stuff, I would stop doing my time management advice. But me personally, I feel like if I'm going to be on social media, how, my, 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 my question is, if I'm going to post this, okay, is it going to, I always, I always ask myself these key questions, is it going to make someone smile? Is it, as in, as in make someone laugh? 
Is it going to um, help someone to think, question, make someone question where they're doing something right or wrong? Or two, is it going to inspire a positive change in someone? Those are, as long as I do any of them three, I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Your page setup is clean, by the way. It's, oh, it's, thank you. Yeah. it's so clean. No, yeah. thank you. Appreciate it. That's beautiful. Okay. So, Dennis, we're moving into the next section cool. of our interview. Uh, so these are going to be our rapid fire questions. Oh, damn. Right. <laughs> so rapid fire questions, they don't have to be rapid fire answers. Okay. Right. So I'm going to let Insima actually ask the first question. Okay, cool. All right. So pick two teams out of this. Chelsea, Manchester, Arsenal, or Tottenham? Two teams. Arsenal and Chelsea. Okay. Outfit, all white or all black? All white. That's right, all black. All black. All black, all black. Okay. Where do you find inspiration? Um, audiobooks, podcasts, YouTube. Okay. okay. Ghanaian jalaf or Nigerian jalaf? Oh, Ghanaian jalaf, even that's a lie. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Top three books this year. Whoa. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't read three books this year, and that's terrible. I've listened to audio books. That so, works. Yeah, yeah so that I, works. Guess, I guess that kind of order. Um, Brandon, have you heard of Brandon High Performance um, Habits? Yeah. One high Performance of Habits? Yeah. Oh, amazing book. High Performance um, Habits by Brandon. I can't remember his surname. It's Brand Brendan, but I can't remember his surname. I always forget his surname. Um, can I go on my audio books? I can give it. Give me one second, just because I don't want to be doing Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this is an amazing book, guys. High um, performance. Tactics. I think I have that in an audiobook. I think I've listened to that. Yeah, High Performance by Brendan Burchard. I always forget. Yeah, Brendan Burchard. And yeah. then um, Eat the Frog um, by Brian Tracy. Really good book. Um, tw- it teaches 21 ways to stop procrastinating. Nice. Straight to the point book. No, no rubbish. No, no jargon. Straight to the point. Like that book. And a book that I've read in the past, I know that's kind of cheating because you said this shit, um, which I really think everyone should read is called The One Thing. The One Thing. Yeah, The One Thing. I think There's I read books. that a few years ago. What is that about? It's all about the importance of focusing on one thing and obviously everyone, just obviously avoiding multitasking and how just that, just that focus, that focus point and focus on one thing, how it can make all the difference in your life. So it's, it's, such, a, it's, it's such a simple concept but they touch it on it in a touch a more deeper level and it's definitely worth reading. Okay. Awesome. Good. Um, and then the last question, something you believe that other people think is absolutely insane. <laughs> um, I don't know if I should have. I know I'm supposed to answer this quickly. Oh, ain't no rush. You no. got time. <laughs> you got time. What do people think is insane? Um, I'm trying to come up with something. Um, what uh, I like this one. This is, this is a stumper. Yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> yeah, the problem is now I'm thinking of a thousand things and that's the problem now. My mind yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, which one do I pick? Um, Okay, I'm just gonna hit you with whatever comes to my head when it stopped. My head is rumbling in my head now. Um, gotcha. So the so the question was something that you uh, believe, I, I, yeah, that other people think is insane or crazy. Um, listen. Listen, all listen, all ladies. I'm gonna annoy you. Listen, this is gonna find the one you're willing to accept and love for the rest of your life. <laughs> Ladies, they're there to stress you. <laughs> okay, I, I, I think, but that. I don't think, but I don't think that's insane. Because I think guys, a lot of guys probably said that. Right. Uh, my missus, yeah. my missus' hair is gonna kill me. Oh yeah, mine yeah. too. I can't agree with you. Yeah. I don't yeah. agree with that. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, that's what he says now. You're you an absolute liar. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but they think the same thing too, right? Yeah, like, you gotta choose the one guy, no, listen, listen, the partner listen. that makes you feel good. Listen, you have to remember, listen. There's no such thing. And this is always trying to educate young people. They think when you have one argument, hey, break up and move on. It doesn't work like that. Every girl is gonna give you a headache. It's it's just normal. The key is to um, make sure they don't give you a headache to the point where you 
you know what I mean? You, you, that's it. You can't move or do anything. But the key is to, because um, there's some weird, there's things that we do, and it's a two way thing. Like they probably think exactly the same thing. So I'm not saying it in a way, oh, where the, where the, where they're the problem, we could be the problem as well. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. I think that that was um, by far one of the most entertaining rapid fire questions. Yeah, we so I, I agree. <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. Cool. So, for everyone who's listening, um, where can they find you? Where can they find more information about you? Okay, so I guess I'm most active on Instagram, Mr. Work Smarter, and also um, Twitter, Mr. Work Smart. But you can also check out my lifestyle videos. This is when me and my missus travel. We vlog a lot at on YouTube at Dennis and Jackie. Um, so Dennis and Jackie on YouTube, you can check out our videos. Um, but in most cases, you want to communicate with me, learn f- from me, um, communicate, like, yeah, yeah, learn. And none of you got any questions for me, just hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, and it's at Mr. Work Smarter. And how about but, if people want to, like, work with you? Do you do, like, productivity workshops? Or do yeah. You do so I used to, I, well, I'm going to try and I'm gonna get back. I, I do workshops, but mainly with corporates and businesses. Uh, but if you want a one-to-one coaching sessions with me, I do that as well. Um, if you are interested, email me um, or DM me on social media, and then I'll send you an introduction pack so you can find out more information how it would work in the process. But yeah, I do, I do have one-to-one coaching sessions with people that are interested, and it's fun, and it's a lot of fun. You learn a lot, and yeah. it's definitely um, very valuable. And I don't want to speak, but you can speak to any other them clients that have had it with me. Yeah, it's dope, outstanding. So we're going to have all of your info on the show notes and we'll tag you in all of uh, the posts to make sure that people can find you very easily. Again, it's at Mr. Work Smarter for all those who are listening in. And uh, I definitely encourage all of you to to reach out because I think that productivity is something that, uh, like you said, folks as young people, this is going to help accelerate you in every aspect of your life. 100%. Definitely. I just got a class right now. Shoot. Yeah. Right. So... Again, Dennis, thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, this is We Don't Know Yet. And yeah. um, make sure that you check out us on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. uh, Twitter. And um, season two is going on with the bang. So thank you so yeah. much. Thank what you, up? guys. Take care. And remember to work smarter. You too, right. Dennis. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Peace. Bye. All right, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that one. Once again, if you want to reach out to Dennis, go ahead and hit him up on Twitter or Instagram at Mr. Work Smarter. That is Mr. with an M-R, work, W-O-R-K, smarter. Hit him up and uh, he'll definitely respond. He has a lot of great tips and tricks for all of you who are looking to become more focused, efficient individuals. I know I learned a lot and I'm really happy that all of you were able to take a listen to this episode. Once again, let's go ahead and talk about this episode. We'll be posting about this on Instagram at WDKYet. We'll also be posting on Facebook. Uh, our Facebook pages we don't know yet. All the links are on our website at WDKYet.com. Again, thanks for listening. We love all of you, and we'll be back soon with We Don't Know Yet, a podcast where you'll learn something new every day.